Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Steven Gagliano. Giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station. As we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome on in. It is the latest episode of the Off Air podcast. Chris Thomas joined, as always, by my fellow 92.9 The Game producer, Stephen Gagliano. Stephen, we will start this week's episode on a bit of a somber note. A local hero, a legend, a guy who has brought so many good times to the city of Atlanta. Uh, It looks like his career is probably not going to end the way that he wanted it to, and that, of course, is one Matthew, Jeffrey, Allen, Samuel, Ryan. Um, Are any of those his actual middle I name? have no idea. Uh, Matt Ryan has been permanently benched in Indianapolis in a very strange wording by the, the team and the front office and the coach. Uh, but, Steve, it looks like the career of Matt Ryan is all but uh, all but over. Yeah. And, you know, part of it's a money thing from the Colts. Part of it's an on-field production thing from the Colts. Part of it is Frank Reich trying to save his job, I'm sure. But I mean, this is, this is something that before the season, I don't think many people saw coming. No Colts, you know, once they made that trade, the Colts were seen as, you know, a favorite, obviously in their division, a favorite to maybe even make a Super Bowl run. And just from the jump, this thing just fell flat on its face. And Matt Ryan, you know, given everything he's done for the city of Atlanta, uh, you know, it's hard to say it, but he gave credence to a lot of the people that at the end of his tenure here in Atlanta were saying, man, this guy's done. He's shot. He doesn't have it anymore. And, you know, that's that's what it looked like when you watched him play this season. And it's sad to see a guy get to that point of his career so quickly. Yeah. And then the question becomes, um, how do we handle that here in Atlanta? Uh, it's been a lot of interesting mixed reaction on the radio station the past few days. Um, it's been a lot of, uh, you know, fond memories of Matt, but also like you just said, sort of 
scratching our heads all simultaneously at the way the situation was handled. Um, you know, you don't, you don't usually see a quarterback being shut down for the season um, with ineffectiveness, essentially. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need, all right. We need, I need to get a cough button. Apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just sort of been like, man, this is just a bummer. And um, you know, he's, he's meant everything to this city for, you know, 13, 14 years and to see him sort of just flame out, not even halfway through the season um, in his first season somewhere else is just, it's just kind of strange, Steve. It is. And it, it goes to show there's no loyalty in the NFL. Once you make that next step here in Atlanta, if he were to have his, were to have finished his career here, I think it would have been handled in a much different way. But now that he's in a new city, he didn't build up 14 years worth of goodwill in Indianapolis. He did that here in Atlanta. So, you know, when he has a minor or whatever shoulder injury that it is, they're just going to say, hey, you know what? We made a deal for you. It didn't work out. Now, hell, it's Sam Ellinger's team. Who would have ever thought that Sam Ellinger is a better option for the Indianapolis Colts this year than Matt Ryan? Again, especially after they made that deal and these you know, these projections and all the experts were saying this is a team that could win the Super Bowl. Or even Nick Foles, who Frank Reich obviously has deep ties with, and he's now going going to be the backup in Indianapolis. Um, so let's get nerdy with it, Steve. How did your uh, how did your show that you were finally a part of for one last day on Monday <laughs> sort of uh, handle the news? So it actually broke after our show. So oh. I was, uh, but I was kind of listening in on, uh, on the station throughout the day. I know Andy and Randy were able to kind of get it on the back end of their show. Oh, that's right. That's leading right. into leading into Dukes and Bell. But, you know, I think the reaction from the station has been exactly what we've talked about. It, it's balancing, you know, man, it's sad to see this guy end up in this place while simultaneously saying, yeah, there actually were signs of that during his last few years here in Atlanta. It was just something that, you know, we didn't necessarily want to admit to a certain degree because you want your team to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, the arm strength certainly wasn't what it was a few years ago. And I think what really killed him is just his inability to be mobile. Um, yep. He's, he's been a, a statue back there. He's been sacked so many times and still was in Indianapolis. And unfortunately that also resulted in him leading the league in fumbles. Um, just generally not uh, to quote my old Yankees manager, Joe Girardi. It's not what you want um, when, when your quarterback is doing that back there. But I think the real nail in the coffin is what you just said is that there were so many expectations in Indianapolis this year. Um, you know, yet arguably the best running back in the league, a good defense, what was supposed to be a really good offensive line. Um, and you just see it all, all kind of, although they are still in the mix. And I guess that's sort of why they're kind of doing an experiment right now to see if Ellinger can be a spark plug kind of a guy. Um, although I don't remember him being very mobile at Texas. He's kind of a, uh, Tim Tebow like guy in terms of build, he's kind of stocky and 
I also don't remember him being that good. I mean, he's played in preseason action, you know, a, a good amount. And, you know, you try not to put too much stock in the preseason when a guy looks really good because it's, oh, he's playing yeah. against second and third teamers. When you're playing against second and third teamers and still don't look that good, I I don't necessarily know what the end game is here for the Indianapolis Colts. I guess his comp for me would be like maybe a Taysom Hill. Um, if he could provide that sort of, uh, you know, spark, you insert him into the game, you know, you don't ask him to throw it too much. You base the offense around his ability to bowl people over and, you know, make short yardage throws. And But for, for here in Atlanta, I guess it's going to be sort of now we got to kind of wait for the official, official, official uh, announcement, and then he'll sign the one-day contract with the Falcons and, um, but I don't know, Steve, am I getting too ahead of myself or you think he finds himself, you know, the trading deadlines in like a week or something. You think some team is like, Hey, why not? Is, does he go back up Jimmy G and San Francisco reunite with Kyle Shanahan, something like that. That's actually not a terrible idea. I, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, <laughs> I got distracted. My cat just sprinted straight across the room as I'm doing my, this well, from home for the first time. Yeah, you're no longer in the secret 92.9 The Game uh, basement uh, <laughs> update bunker. Right, the, the dungeon that they lock me in when I do yeah. updates. Uh, no, but so the, the 49ers thing is a really interesting one. Other than that, I don't see a team out there watching what he's done this season and saying, yeah, that's the guy that I think we want to bring in. And for him, he's a guy that, I've never thought was going to be the one to stick around too long or anything like that. And I think after this season, you know, you rehab the shoulder injury, whatever with the Colts this season, like you said, you retire after this year, sign a one day deal in Atlanta, move back here. His family, you know, grew up here essentially. And I, I think he'll be a beloved person in the city of Atlanta for so long. And this will be one of those, what is it, Joe Namath with the Rams or whatever kind of years that you just yeah. kind of forget about and you push to the side when you talk about that person's legacy. Yeah, the Colts have made a habit of doing this too. They've ended, they've essentially ended like three quarterbacks' careers in a <laughs> row um, with Carson Wentz now being out again in uh, down in Washington. Um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens at the end of the season. It's it's bittersweet because he's, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's Got all the numbers. He almost got his Super Bowl, but you feel like he, if he stuck around for maybe a little bit longer, the Colts could have been that team to give him that ring. And I think that's something even a lot of listeners and fans of 92.9 The Game would have appreciated to see their guy, um, you know, make it to the top of the mountain. But he'll get his gold jacket and he'll have a Falcons helmet on when that day comes. But um, strange to see. You got Brady out there still slinging it at 45, but we're starting to see the guys like Rodgers and, um, you know, now Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees before them. It's definitely a changing of the guard at the quarterback position in the NFL. And uh, the Delhi line counter ticket came up and it was Matt Ryan's number. Yep. And I think people are, are happier to see uh, it starting to happen to Tom Brady a little bit uh, down there in Tampa, like you mentioned especially in the NFC South. The, the Hall of Fame conversation is one for another day, but I think that'll be a really interesting thing around the league, around league circles, in national media, local media. And 
I, I'm actually, maybe we'll take a, a station-wide poll of where people think right now Matt Ryan is for the Hall of Fame. I, I right. feel like there, there are certain hosts maybe that, that I don't think would agree as much as as others. So, Or maybe we'll, just uh, disagree to have an argument for argument's sake. That's, that's another way to go, but you never know. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, let's hit it, Steve. Uh, so I want to set this one up by asking you a question. What are your plans, if any, for this Halloween weekend? I am, I think I'm going to the Atlanta Botanical Gardens for some kind of Halloween event. I don't, I don't when know, I, I don't think know Halloween parties, I think the Atlanta <laughs> Botanical Gardens. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> um, so what is it? Like, what are you, are you guys, is it a costume party? Is it a... So, yeah, I think thing? it's... I think it's like a costumes preferred kind of event where at night they're going to have Halloween themed drinks and lights and whatever else kind of throughout the, throughout the, the place. Okay. The garden, I guess it, I should call it. Are you going with a big group of people, you and your wife? What are you doing? Uh, wife and a couple of friends visiting from out of town. Okay. So would you consider yourself, let's say you didn't have these plans, and let's say the weekend was wide open. What would be your preferred Halloween weekend party setup? Are you a rager kind of a guy? Like you go to a concert where everyone's dressed up and you know everyone's getting drunk and dancing? Are you a house party kind of guy? Are you a sit, sit around with your wife under the covers and... Uh, drink wine and watch movies kind of a guy are you a do nothing kind of a guy where do you fall on the spectrum i'll put myself right in the middle there okay. of like uh get like 10 people 10 to 15 people at somebody's house kind of hang out drink eat you know but then be done by like 11 or midnight at the latest i'm not going okay. to a i'm not going 100 200 people deep or dressing up and going to a bar and be packed in like sardines on Halloween. That's not for me anymore. So I ask all of this to say, I think I may have reached my breaking point as well. Because mm. we I all realized, get there eventually. I realized I have the weekend entirely off for the first time in a long time. We get done a little early on Friday on Dukes and Bell at 630 because the Hawks pregame starts and then tip is at seven. Um, mm. And then it's always, always a benefit of, uh, 
of certain things when this happens, whether it's Hawks or oh, back yeah. when I, when I lived in Mississippi, we did Ole Miss baseball games sometimes. And there was always the first game of the season that they would start at like four in the afternoon and I would ah. just be done for the rest of the day. It was excellent. Well, Falcons have one Thursday night football game and I will be enjoying similar <laughs> benefits. I believe we have a two hour show that day. Nice. Um, so I also am not doing my show with Bo Morgan this weekend because um, 99 The Game will be airing Penn State, Ohio State this weekend. Um, so that'll take up a bunch of the weekend afternoon programming on Saturday. So our show is getting bumped this week. So Are we I, airing that game because of Mike Conti being a Penn State alone? You know what? I will take it up with him and say you're depriving <laughs> me of my precious airtime that I need as a budding sports radio host. Um, so I have the entire weekend to myself. And there are so, so many things to do in the city this weekend. Like you said, I could go to a bar. I could go to a concert. I could go uh, to the botanical gardens. Apparently to the botanical gardens. uh, (laughs) If I want to hang out with you. Um, (laughs) Which who doesn't? I'm just kind of like, first of all, here's the problem. And this is a me issue. And I know it's a you issue as well. And probably most of our listeners, I would guess. It's expensive, man. Tickets to get into anything this weekend. So, like, I like um, electronic music. And there are more concerts than I could even try to... Every venue in in the city has late-night electronic dance music uh, concerts. And I'm like, man, there's so many great artists that I'd love to see. Some of my favorites are in town. When I look at tickets, it's like... It's like 150 bucks just to walk in the door, man. And then that, you got to buy – even if you do most of your drinking at home to pregame, that's still another whatever, 20 bucks. And then, you know, you got to buy yeah, – one drink inside is going to be, you know, 15, 15 bucks. Water is going to be $9 a bottle because they can do that to you. Um, <laughs> God forbid you get late-night food after. That's another 20, 30 bucks. I mean, you're looking at – a $200 evening for, yep. and then, and then you got to buy a costume because you got to, you can't just not wear a costume to something like this. I mean, you can, but then you'll be that guy. You stick out more not wearing a costume than you do uh, wearing a costume at these sort right. of things. So I think at 30 years old, it may be time for, just for me personally to retire the big Halloween chindig. And I'm kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad when you get there. And then I do think the first time that you kind of skip it and do like what I was talking about, where it's 15 people or so or 10 people all just kind of hanging out, you're like, oh, wow, I can hear myself think and I can have a conversation with somebody. Then I think it starts to settle in of like, oh, this isn't so bad after all. That's at least how I've tried to view it. And it's been the same thing, like even just going out on like a on a normal weekend, like a Friday night or Saturday night. I was talking to my friend the other day, we went out for drinks and dinner and I was like, all right, we need to find a good like bar, whether it's like a rooftop thing or whatever, where we can actually just sit around a table and actually talk because we went to a crowded bar a couple weekends ago right? where, you know, the later it gets, the more people are there and you are literally screaming at the top of your lungs to somebody (laughs) 
kind of sitting right next to you or standing right next to you. And it's awful. People try to convince themselves that it's a lot more fun than it is. Yeah. And I'm somebody who, you know, I like to dance. I like a crowd. I'll go out, you know, if I'm dating somebody, I love to go out and go see shows and dance and stuff like that. But um, just, just for, just for Halloween, I was just kind of like, man, am I going to dump like, you know, a quarter of a paycheck into one night? And for what? It doesn't sound worth it. No, like for what? Like, you know, like I've, I, it's not like I, it's not like I haven't done it before. I have a bunch of memories in my early 20s of in college and the years after living in New York City where I was at the time, going out and, you know, having a great time with my friends. And now I look at it like not only am I spending all that, oh, we, I didn't even mention like Ubers and like yeah, stuff like that's that. That's a, that's a very underrated and, part of all that. Yeah. You know, I, I live in Midtown, but I can't walk to most of these places. Um, it just becomes crazy. So I think I'm going to, you know, maybe pick out like we went through our five, you know, horror movies you got to watch a couple episodes ago. I'll maybe pick out some of those and pick out some new ones and, grab some pumpkin beer and you know some popcorn and candy and settle in and have myself a nice relaxing weekend and honestly steve i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of looking forward to it i know sounds um, great do you think no. you'll get uh trick-or-treaters at your apartment no uh the way my building's set up it's there's too many access codes and you probably know, for the eleva best. elevators and things you know you got to go through um but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bittersweet though, because th there is a little, there's a little like devil on my shoulder. Who's like, just do it. <laughs> just do it. You've earned it. You've been working hard. Just do it. But I know, I know ultimately when it comes time to, when it says, would you like to accept these charges on your credit card? And I'm like, <laughs> mm, it's that or be running right up against it for my water bill next month. So maybe <laughs> Who needs not, water anyway? Yeah, You'll maybe, get a $9 water at the concert that you go to. Yeah. Um, or I could take the one at work. Oh, wait. We don't have that mm. either. Um, <laughs> big bone of – there's your there's your median nugget right. for, the, for the thing. 92.9 The Game has an ongoing water feud that's been <laughs> lasting for, for months now. Um, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to, to go through a little on the couch therapy session with you about that, because it's a, it's a monumentous occasion in a man's life when he no longer feels that, um, going out for big Halloween parties are worth it anymore. Sad day. Halloween. I'm trying to think what is like the, the biggest, like go out and celebrate holiday still. Oh, easy night, night before Thanksgiving. That's a good one because everyone, yeah. every, everyone usually goes home. Mm. Um, so you see a lot of like old people from high school and college. Uh, if you went to college in the same state that you grew up in. Um, I know for me, it's, it's easily that. That is a good one. I was going to say maybe 4th of July, just because everybody's fired up about, you know, America fireworks, grilling, all that kind of stuff. That's more of a day event though. Fire it up. I see what you did there. But um, shh. oh, I actually wasn't trying to make a make a point. Wow, it even went wow. Yeah. It went, you, know, <laughs> you made a joke and it went over your own head. How about that? You don't see that every day. It's a happy accident in life. On that note, let's transition. Perfect. Um, Bill Belichick is an ass, man. 
<laughs> That's how I'm going to start this segment. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Uh, Patriots lose on Monday Night Football. Mac Jones gets yanked after struggling. And then um, <clears throat> Bailey Zappy, Zappy time, comes on in. And they lose to the Bears. And Bill Belichick was asked, uh, who's your QB1, Bill, going forward? It's fair to say if he's healthy, he's the starter. Uh, again, th- that's a hypothetical question. So let's let's see, you know, where that is and what that is. All right, so let's peel back the onion here, um, Steve, because you did something. I was wondering if you were going to do this or not, because with this clip, our Hall of Fame audio of the week, in between the question and the answer from Bill, there is a full five second dead space yeah i did edit that down that's the that's the radio producer in me especially just having gotten done working with steak and sandra they they're very particular about their audio clips they don't like a lot of dead space no and when whenever that happens i would get a hand signal that basically says what's going on here so i like to (laughs) to tighten those things up as much as possible see my um decision was to leave it in because mm. I thought so when we Who played it on Beach and Bell, I left it in and because I wanted the guys to react to it to see how much of an ass he was actually being. Because <laughs> five seconds may not sound like a lot to you to somebody listening, but when you're listening on the radio and five full seconds goes by without hearing anything, uh, especially as someone who works in the industry, it makes your skin crawl. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you, why does Bill Belichick still feel the need after all these years and all the titles and all the winning to still be this much of an ass? You know, I wish I knew. And it doesn't make sense that even, I don't know, after all that success, you would think maybe you can take a step back and kind of let people into your process a little bit more. But Bill Belichick and, you know, we had Nick Saban as our Hall of Fame audio earlier this week. It was obviously mm. a different scenario. But they don't. They just – they've stayed the exact same throughout all these years, and maybe that's the key to key to success. And, and while we've been talking about this, I've actually – I put this in. So here's the, the unedited clip with the full pause in here. Um, Fair to say, if he's healthy, he's the starter. Uh, again, th- that's a hypothetical <sighs> question. So let's <sighs> let's see, you know, where that is and what that is. Have, <laughs> have the hairs on the back of your neck stood <laughs> down yet? You can. Just... I know. I feel like I'm about to get not yelled at, but I feel like I'm about to be chastised for having too much dead hair. <laughs> Each passing second, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, yeah, man, I just uh, – you can see me on video right now. I'm just kind of rubbing my eyes together, like kind of just like, Bill, like, bro, man, you know, you got six rings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're the best to ever do it. Your quarterback and the system in which you won all those titles is gone. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. You're on the back nine. You're in the twilight, whatever phrase you want to use. You're playing out the string. 
You want to see if you can make something out of nothing in the last couple of years here. Do you have to be that much of an ass still? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't that think so. Degree, right? Like, can you just, even just a little bit, man, like, just relax, you know? Yep. Go have a beer. Like, you <laughs> earned it, pal. You, you know, you don't have to stand at the podium with a clench, with a clenched fist anymore. Like, you did it. You, you you went to the top of the mountain. Like nobody's taken anything away from you at this point. You don't have to the little reporters, and you don't have to, you know, make a scene like that. And you know, because everybody then everybody's oh, did you hear that? And then you know, podcasts like us are gonna play it, and radio shows are gonna play it. Like, wh- why do you have to bring that much attention to the situation? Just just answer the damn question. Exactly, and. Again, he did bring this on himself, and it's interesting to see somebody who's so revered as, you know, the best coach in the history of the league, all that kind of stuff, handle this kind of thing so poorly. And he hasn't had to deal with a quarterback controversy situation, whatever you want to call it, in 20 years. But now all of a sudden, he's I guess he's going through something that he hasn't had to deal with, with, you know, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, whichever one. And losing. Right, yeah, and losing. That's that's the biggest part of it. And hearing the other parts of his explanation of, oh, it was always our plan to play two quarterbacks. And then you have Jacoby Myers coming out and saying, no, we, we never knew that that was the plan. So it, it's weird to see these kind of breaks in the armor from a guy like Bill Belichick and for him to still approach it with this same kind of, you know, I'm better than everyone mentality of I don't have to answer your questions. It's, it's just it comes across as sour grapes almost after a loss like that. Yeah, I don't even think almost. I think it definitely does. And the, the future of the Patriots organization is it's going to let I mean, they're going to need sooner rather than later a full hard stop reset. I mean, right. They don't have anything in place right now that tells you that they're set for the future long-term. They have individual pieces here and there, but that organization is not, um, especially with the Bills and the Dolphins and even the Jets uh, seemingly getting better now each year. The Patriots have sort of fallen to the back of the pack. So you wonder, I don't know, Steve, if I said in five years, is he still the coach? What would you say? I would say no. Uh, let's see, 74. Let's, let's look it up. I think he's 74. And if that's the case, I, I mean, what else does he have to prove? Unless it really is just this, I have to win one without Tom Brady. That's the only thing. Okay. All right. So he's, he's younger than I'm giving him credit for. And I, maybe that's Saban that I'm thinking of is 72. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the only thing that could possibly be driving him at this point is I have to win one without Tom Brady. Right, because Tom won one without him. Mm-hmm. But I'd still say no, though that uh, that five years from now there's somebody else coaching the Patriots. I'd agree because I just I don't think they're going to be good enough in a couple years where he's going to feel like it's worth it to keep putting in all the work that it takes every single week to get game ready and basically know that you're going to go out there and lose. Where for 15 straight years or 20 straight years, whatever it was, they basically knew that at the very least they were, if not favored, uh, very close to so. There wasn't a lot of Patriot games over the last 15 years that uh, you saw a plus next to their name. on the. Which on the you bed. as a Jets fan know that better than anyone. 
thanks for reminding me. On that You're lovely welcome. note, on that lovely note, we will say you <laughs> for this episode of the Off Air Podcast. Perfect way to end it, there, Steve. On a nice, uplifting note. Uh, we- hey, you beat my Browns with uh, with Bailey Zappy a couple weeks ago, so I feel your pain. Yeah, uh, your sa- your savior returns in just a couple weeks, huh? How about? Yeah. How, how about that? That's a, we can talk for 45 minutes about all the Browns issues on another episode. You know what? When it gets closer to him coming back, we probably will. Uh, for Stephen Gagliano, my fellow 92.9 The Game producer, I am Chris Thomas saying thank you so much for listening to the Off Air Podcast. We will catch you next time.